Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Have you ever noticed that it is extremely difficult for people to remain accountable to other people, but more so to themselves? If you were to ask someone why they did a thing or why they did not do a thing, there was always an underlining excuse that does not correlate to something that points back to them, their self-control, their way of thinking, their way of doing a thing better. It is always due to some external circumstance, some external person, any and everything outside of them. Have you ever met that kind of person or are you that kind of person? Let's move on because I'm not going to gossip. Okay. I am starting to see that there is a heightened sense of a lack of accountability. That when you look back over your life and you look at the things that have transpired, are you willing to say, ah, this is where I erred. This is where I could have done something different. This was the result in that particular season because of my mindset in that particular season. These are the friends that I communed with because of the level of brokenness or heal that I was currently at in that season. These are the people that I attracted in a romantic space because at that point, the superficial things were more important to me than the things that will actually go ahead and cover me for the rest of my whatever like do you look back and do you actually actually when you just do a 360 rather can you see that people are really not pointing back to themselves for the outcomes in their own lives now granted we have people in our lives that come in (laughs) and do some damage sometimes and they do some things and you're like oh my goodness uh how did I allow that But then even making that statement holds a, at least a smickle of accountability to that person. Maybe you waited too many red flags, too many, uh, into the relationship. And then when the relationship ultimately did what the relationship was destined to do, now you're left to pick up these pieces of you because you didn't stop at the red flags that God was trying to show you. Maybe you knew offhand, I don't think this job is for me, but you went ahead and you put the years in and you grind and you worked and you showed them and whatever. And then you saw at the end, all of that was for naught. And so at this point, now you're upset and you know, you, you're walking around with this chip on your shoulder for the corporate world because I want to get out the rat race. When the, the bottom line is essentially that you didn't properly plant yourself. Right now, is it completely and utterly always your fault? No. Do people sometimes serve certain hors d'oeuvres and things that you cannot eat to the table of your life? Correct. But just like any good restaurant or any good servant, you can say, you know what? No, thanks. You can say no thanks to what's being served. You can remove yourself from the environment completely, or you can just be really selective on where you sit. Hey, uh, the bar scene is probably cute, but I would prefer uh, the booth. And if a booth is not available right now, I am willing to wait because you're holding yourself accountable to, I understand that I'm not going to join my meal the best in that environment. I understand that I don't want to be seated right by the the bathroom like there are certain things that you know for sure and that you're willing to wait on if you walked into your favorite restaurant and they were like it's an hour and a half wait you're able to very quickly go ahead and assess due to your level of hunger if you are at a place that you can wait an hour and a half 
And just as fast as you're able to go ahead and make that decision, what people do in other realms of their life, be it work, be it relationships, be it whatever, you wait and maybe 45 minutes and now you got an attitude because you're hungry and you don't want to wait that long. And now you, you're badgering the, the person who is keeping task of how long thing, how much longer. And you're making it uncomfortable for everyone because you weren't accountable to yourself. You knew that you, your level of hunger would not outlast an hour and a half wait. So then why enter relationships with that level of lack of discernment? You know that you are not in a place that you are willing to wait until, you know, somebody figures out they want to get married. You know that you're not in a place that you even want to be open to the idea of whatever. You should know enough about yourself, just like you knew enough about your hunger level to know this is what, where I'm currently at. And these are the things that are going to complement where I'm going. There is a level of accountability that is lacking as we go forward, as we continue to grow as a people. It's almost like like they didn't give you the promotion. No, that's not how that works. Yet ultimately, yes, there is a hiring process. There is a hiring personnel. There's steps to it, equal opportunity, employer, all those things, right? But if they decided not to go ahead and afford you that promotion for whatever the reason, then you ultimately have a responsibility to say, do I want to continue to plant and, and grow roots here? Or is it time to uproot myself and plant myself somewhere else? You do not have to succumb to somebody else's decision for your life. Ultimately, which you need to understand is that you get to choose what your life looks like. No, they didn't choose you there, but is that the only job in the entire world? Buddy's not ready to marry you now. Cool. How much longer are you willing to put into that? That you start to contort yourself to feel like, well, you know what? Marriage is just a sheet of paper. And, you know, I mean, basically it's like we're married because we have, the, and now you are contorting the character of what you truly want for an external situation. So ultimately, when I zoom out of that particular situation, it looks like you love Buddy and his beliefs and his mindset more than your own. And you should never, ever, ever, ever have anyone enter your life and pretty much knock out the whole blueprint and floor plan of your of the house of your life just because they rather it look like this. Essentially, if we were to visually look at a house, everyone has a particular floor plan. The people that you invite into your home, into your life, are supposed to go ahead and complement that and decorate that and go, and there's just certain things that, listen, this is the bathroom, okay? We can probably knock down a wall, make it a little bit bigger. We can probably go ahead and put a little window right there. You know, we can do this, that, and the third, but essentially this is where the bathroom is. And you need to be very cognizant on realizing who wants to go ahead and make your bathrooms kitchens. And now you have to change the whole idea of what it is that you wanted for your life because someone already had a blueprint for theirs. And that's the epitome of why certain relationships, friendships, work relationships don't work because there are two conflicting blueprints. Give and take, compromise looks a lot like, mm, where you wanted a closet. I would much rather make that a little bit smaller so that we can have a sitting space. 
but you still get the bedroom. You still get the closet. You still can add the, the sitting space without someone coming in and being a bulldozer and saying, no, I would rather this go ahead and be a, an additional bathroom and a laundry room. So then now the person is left to go ahead and dissolve the fact that not only was I intending for this to be a bedroom, not only was I intending for this to be a nice little sitting space and a closet, but you didn't take any of that into consideration. So now I have to go ahead and swallow and dissolve what it is that my heart desire is to go ahead and afford you yours. Yeah, no. That is why a thousand percent, okay, I'm just giving a bigger percent, of why relationships of any magnitude doesn't work. Find someone and some place that makes room for you. That doesn't just blow off, eh, you know, and kind of leave you as like, dang, I, I kind of was wanting to do this but now not only do I have to bury it but I have to keep convincing myself that it's okay to bury it why why do you why does your soil have to be a cemetery now that you let somebody else in your life yeah your soil is essentially all the things it's it's fertilized it's fruitful it has all the things that are specific to you for growth your dreams, your aspirations, the things that you want, this, that, and the third. And life circumstances afford you water sometimes, but God gives you the sun. And so you start to go ahead and, and sprout and blossom in certain areas and this, that, and the third. And then when the wrong people, the misaligned people come into your life, they go ahead and trample on your flower to make you dissolve that idea, to make you dissolve that particular heart's desires. So now instead of your soil being this place of fertilization, it is now a cemetery because somebody else told you that that's not going to happen with them in your life oh you wanted to go ahead and take uh yearly trips oh not with me you're not doing that with your life with your life what you're going to do is you're going to be okay with uh these and put in fill in the blank it is amazing to me that people are actually lenient to be in a cemetery in your soul why because someone else decided i'm coming into your life and I'm going to blossom with no regard to how you grow? Do you realize how insane that sounds? Okay, do you realize that there is a certain level of responsibility on your end to say, it could be room for both of us, but I can't succumb to your entire life journey. Something about being with you, I need to be able to grow as well. I'm not asking for a whole bunch of square footage, but I'm at least asking if I can go ahead and choose a wall to paint differently. <laughs> you understand? Like there should be some form of, uh, do, do you see me? Do you value me? Do you hear me? Do you understand that growth should be a simultaneous thing? I don't have to stop growing so that you can keep growing and vice versa. And, and I hate to sound like the, the good bishops and stuff, but I promise you that's not what I called you for, but let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit is doing. Accountability is huge. And for the most part, it looks like it is the black hole to all relationships all across the board. How difficult is it 
for someone to admit, you know what, I could have handled that differently. I was wrong in this area, this, that, and the third. How difficult is it for someone to recognize, you know what, I didn't add value in that situation. I didn't I didn't make space for you. I didn't make this conversation, this location, this relationship. I didn't make it a safe landing spot for you. So I, I can see how you could be a little bit hovering, a little bit micromanaged, a little bit in your emotions. I can see it. Like people don't look back and say, man, had I dealt with that differently, we would have had a different result. Had I dealt that card, that if I would have played my hand different, then we would have had a different result. And let that mean to you what it's supposed to mean to you. Because I really truly feel like if people started to become accountable to themselves and to the people that they decide that they want in their own lives, then maybe, just maybe, the outcome would be fruitful for everyone. Like that is, isn't that the goal? That I grow, you grow, we grow together? Why does one person have to, have to stop growing? Why does one person have to go ahead and just completely dissipate and disappear? Why does one person have to be the cement while somebody else is the soil? Why? Who made that? And who made that okay? But more importantly, who made that okay for you in your life? Seriously. There are just some things that you got to look back and see what is the source of why I operate this way? For the first portion of this conversation is accountability. You have an accountability issue. You don't know how to go into a thing and see and hold other people responsible and yourself responsible. There is a way to not demand nothing of anyone, but to hold a certain boundary of expectation that if not serving in this way, then I can no longer sit at the seat. It should just be really that simple. What is the source of the outcomes in your life right now? Why are you receiving what you're receiving? Why are you not receiving what you're expecting? Like, what is it? And I promise you, I read something today and I was like, oh my gosh, like I never seen it in this way. And I think that once we really truly hone this in, it is going to demolish anything that is a hindrance in our lives going forward because I'm just bold enough to believe that. I want to go ahead and read Matthew 9. And I want to jump right into it. You know, I read from the NLT version. I want to read from verse 27 when Jesus heals the blind man. So 27 says, after Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him shouting, son of David, have mercy on us. 28, they went right into the house where he was staying and Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. 30. Then their eyes were open and they could see Jesus sternly warned them. Don't tell anyone about this. Go back. They asked Jesus off back, have mercy on us. <laughs> have mercy on us. Jesus reply was, do you believe I can make you see? They both said, yes, we do. And then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Because of your faith, it will happen. Oh, if we just entered in relationships in that way, 
Do you believe in marriage? Do you believe in fill in the blank? When you go into jobs, what is your, whatever is important to you, that question needs to be asked. Because what I love about this is that before Jesus, even in in the light term, before he even wasted his time, he needed to measure where are you at with this? Because I got all the power. I am the power. (laughs) Like I have all the ability. I have E all the above. But you know what? None of this works if your belief is low. Because what people don't understand is uh, the source and the, the source of your outcome has to do with the source of your faith. How you believe, what does the Bible says? As a man thinketh, so is he. So something has to be, and what we don't understand is that mindset follows outcome. You ever ask someone something and they was like, I don't believe that. Yeah, I can see according to your life, you don't believe that. You believe all men are dogs. Guess what you keep attracting? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) It's not a coincidence. As a man thinketh, so is he. Ma'am, it is all over you. The dogs sense it. Why do you think out of all the billions of people in the world, you just keep, you keep picking the same dude, different social security number? That's not odd to you. It's not something about your mindset that you're not like, "Mm, let me do something different. No, you radiate men are dogs. You go ahead and you permeate that. There is something that when you walk in a room, all the dogs are actually picking up your scent. It is something about the way that you think that attracts all the wrong things because you never fix your wrong thinking. It is not a coincidence that when you go to a job, you get that same boss and that same personality that you're not used to dealing with. Out of all the jobs in the world, out of all the supervisors in the world, out of all the whatever it may be, you keep voluntarily choosing the one person that you like. That personality trait does not work well with me. But because you already decided, you're not going to go ahead and defeat that Goliath. You're going to keep running back like the way Saul and his army did. Every time that that Goliath taunts you, no matter if it's 40 days or 40 years or four jobs down the line, anytime Goliath comes out and taunts you, you run back. When are you going to get some David in you where you like, yo, I dealt with this particular supervisor before I dealt with this too many times. It keeps making me make decisions that I don't want to make ultimately. And I don't want to look at my resume, my life decisions and see that because of what somebody else did, I kept altering my route, recalculating, recalculating. When are you going to get tired of recalculating because of what somebody else did? At some point, you're going to have to go ahead and step to Goliath and say, look, I don't work well like that. How you speak to me, how you do your emails, how whatever the case may be, whatever you have to say, you'll ask the Holy Spirit to put the words in your mouth so that you speak out of wisdom. But you're going to defeat Goliath once and for all. You better not change another department. You better not change another zip code, another job, another nothing. That Goliath will die today. Is what you need to go ahead and start producing and presenting yourself as. Goliath knows who he can scare. But there's something about when it comes to David. What happened with David? He, Goliath literally looked at David and was like, who is this rugged little boy? Like, what is this that you sent a dog out to me? Goliath was just as shocked that somebody's coming out here and for once stepping up to me and for once not backing down and for once not doing it disrespectfully and for once playing a different game. I'm not used to this. That's what Goliath was originally saying. I am not used to this. Who is this person? Who is this boy? What is 
your name? Like, I need to discover. But you don't need to discover nothing. What you will know is I don't know how you're used to handling people before. I know how you handled people prior to me. But what you will understand is uh, it dies with me. You will not continue in this light. You will not continue in this way. And I'm going to let you know before I go ahead and scurry along, you will fall. The end. How many times do you have to go through something before you realize, oh my gosh, because of my faith, it happened that way. No, you believed that they weren't going to hire you until you got that accolade. You believe that, oh, but the, you know, the competition is steep. So oh, you, and, uh, you see all the people that are coming in and she looks more professional than you and he looks a little bit more equipped and you know, but what, what if they give you a salary um, and you don't even negotiate it? So now you starting lower than anyone because of your faith. It happened that way. Your face said, all I need to do is get in the job. So that's, that's exactly what you got. You got the job. But what if you were bold enough to say, I'm going to get the job and they're not going to start me on entry level. I'm going to get the job and I'm only going to stay in that entry level position for this amount of months, this amount of years. I'm not putting it after this time. They're going to see my value and I'm going to elevate or I'm going to have to go somewhere else because the, the goal is, is to continue to add value to me wherever I'm at. So I'm not going to continue to give someone value if they don't add value back to me. It should really be that simple. Are you walking into spaces with a faith that looks like it's already aligned for your good? Or are you walking into relationships saying, hey, whatever happens, happens. You know what? I'm not really looking for nothing. It's just, you know, I'm just with the potential. Really? I mean, do you just put money in a bank and say, ah, whatever they do with it, they do with it? Do you, do you leave your checkbook and your social security card and your driver's license and all your other identifying documents? Do you just leave that outside and say, eh, whatever happens, happens? So why do you do that with your soul? Why do you do that with your being? Why do you do that with you? Why do you manage yourself in a way that if I looked at you, I would say, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, why do you manage yourself that way? I want to go back real quick to Matthew 8. And I want to read, and I've seen it so differently after I was in this particular mindset. Jesus in the storm, right? Let's read Matthew 8 again, N-O-T. You know, I read from that. Let's start at verse 23. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. 24. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. 25. The disciples went. And woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. 26. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. 27. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. Now, why do you think Jesus was able to sleep so peacefully, even though there was chaos around him? Because Jesus already knew you can't do nothing without me giving the approval for it. Yet I made the ocean. The ocean can't kill me. <laughs> I, I'm not drowning in what I made. The ocean can't overpower me. So wherever I'm at, I'm peaceful because I am clear that you don't have the authority to overtake me. So I'm not going to subscribe in my emotions as if 
that was something different. But what got my attention is that when the disciples woke him up and asked him, uh, save us because we're going to drown, his response was, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. What that shows me is that most of your emotions is built on whatever your faith tank is on. You believe that financially you're going to drown and you're just a check away from just everything going astray and you live in paycheck to paycheck and you can't blah, blah, blah. And, and because that's what you believe, even if it's based on what you see, you're like, yo, it's facts. Look at my account. Look at my check. Look at my fixed income. Look at my whatever. I'm bringing in this much, but my bills are this much. Yeah, all of that is facts, but that doesn't have to be your faith. You literally have looked at a situation and said, yo, look, look at my body size. Look at my lack whereof. Look at, I don't have this shape, whatever. That's why there's this big trend in BBLs all of a sudden. Um, look at, and you looked at yourself and said, because of the way that my body is built, no one will want me. Because of your faith, it will happen. The disciples looked at the fierce the storm and the fierceness of the waves and it was coming into the boat and they were like, yo, we're going to drown. That's exactly what's going to happen. Rebuke in the name of Jesus. So let me go ahead and wake Jesus up and tell him, bro, you need to go ahead and save us because this is getting ready to happen. And what Jesus ultimately did was he identified the source of their fear. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Notice that the question it literally reads in Matthew 8, 26, Jesus responded, why are you afraid? Question mark. You have so little faith. Explanation mark. He didn't ask them, do you have a little bit of faith right now? Is that why you're afraid? No, the question was, why are you afraid? Because the statement was, you have a little bit of faith. Yeah, I can tell where you're at in your faith realm based upon where your emotions are at. You're afraid that child is not going to turn back around. You're afraid that family member is never going to do whatever it is. You're afraid that the job is never going to see your value. You're afraid that the finances is never going to turn around. You're afraid that the relationship has hit a mark and now it's just going to go all downhill from there. So the source of your emotion is because what you subscribe to in your faith realm. What if you were bold enough to turn that whole situation around and say, listen, I know what this looks like now, but what I see is not facts. <laughs> and what I see is not based on my faith. So God, right now, this is where my account is at. But in the mighty name of Jesus, I am praying for a breakthrough. You said that you gave me abundance and I was supposed to be have dominion over everything. You said that I am the head and not the tail. You said that I will be the lender and not the borrower. And right now, this looks like it's out of alignment. So I pray that my my finances get into alignment with the command that you gave. You said that there is things that I, I will go ahead and ascertain that I didn't build. You said there are certain things that you said that I want to go ahead and see in my life. And through the blood of Jesus, I'm going to see that. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to see that. Even if I don't see it now, I'm going to go ahead and see it in the faith realm. I'm going to go ahead and see me writing checks and not being sweaty. I'm going to go ahead and see me paying bills and having plenty left over. I'm going to go ahead and create the financial comfort that I want. It's it's not a number. It's a level. And whatever it takes to get to that level, I will see it. This is for now, but this is not forever. In the name of Jesus, you need to start getting that crunk. You need to start getting that real. 
Right now, I know that this is my dating life right now, but in the mighty name of Jesus, I don't believe that God created me to be alone. He looked at Adam and said, listen, it is not good for man to be alone. And he put him in a deep sleep. And just for Adam, he made Eve from him. And he woke up and said, mm, bone on my bone, flesh on my flesh. The, the, this person is made for me. And so I believe that even, even in a solitude, isolated dating scene, whatever it may look like, I believe that God will go ahead and make the man that is for me, for me. I believe that whatever the female is that's supposed to be for me is for me. Whatever it is that you need, God will go ahead and make it. He will feed you in deserts. So if he fed 5,000 plus, not even counting women and children in the desert, he will go ahead and, and find and link you to the person. I read that when he was building the ark with Noah, that the animals came to him. I don't ever want you to feel that you're not in the right city, that you're not in the right, whatever the zip code or the area of the map. What you need to understand is that when you are in alignment with God, it will find you. He will find you. It will find you. He will find you. It will find you. He will find you. And you are not displaced. You are not in a deficit, whatever God has for you will find you. Get into alignment with God. Do what he said that he needs you to do. Go ahead and get your mindset right. Get that stinking thinking off of you. Go ahead and change the way that you see in your faith. And I promise you, God promises you that it will be done unto you according to your faith. According to your faith. Because of your faith, it will be done. Because of how you believe, this is why you have. Because of where your faith is at, this is why you are at where you're at in your emotions. That's why Jesus can be in the midst of a storm and be sleep, get some good sleep. Like he's sleeping on a on, on the plush, whatever, pillow top situation. He's sleeping like he's in a king size, California size king situation. And he's in a boat where it couldn't be more chaotic than how it is right now. So you're not a little bit cold by the winds. You're not a little bit uh, uncomfortable because you feel the splashes of the water. No, because his faith said, I'm setting my faith to comfort wherever I'm at. I'm setting my faith to I am overpowering anything. I don't care what it is. And so when you set your faith to abundance, when you set your faith to listen, I excel, I'm excellent in all things. When you set your faith to wherever I go, it's just favor is just not fair. It's going to follow me. The Bible says in Psalms 23, David said, listen, goodness and mercy going to follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you need to start declaring everywhere I go, I, I'm a money magnet. Um, source Resources are attract themselves to me. Good people find themselves to me. Uh, for whatever the reason, I walk in a room and people with, that has the connections, they just want to invest in me. Like you need to start, you see what I'm saying? Like change your mindset on how you see a thing. Change your mindset on how you see yourself, but more so change the gauge of your faith so that you can have different outcomes. The end. So much more I want to say, but we're going to be on the phone for a whole nother 15 hours. I basically wanted to be known that you got to hold yourself accountable to the outcomes that you are currently seeing. And that doesn't mean you beat yourself up. That means that you identify where you're at and you adjust it for your favor. You adjust it so that it actually works in your favor and you adjust it for your good, period. Do you understand that? Okay, listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what these conversations are, right? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who? Your favorite homegirl.
I'm excited. There are things happening, and I, I don't know if I told you yet, but have you looked at createdtomultiply.com? Listen, doing some big things. I need your support, okay? Created the number two multiply. When I, I'm talking about is up. The deaconess Cardi said it, but I'm telling you it's up. And it's stuck, period. Go ahead, check it out. I need you to look at all the things. I need you to share. I need you to support. I need you to do, just listen. If anything, any conversation I've ever had with you made you feel any kind of anything, I need you to support your favorite homegirl. The end, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. We talk later, okay? Mm-hmm. Later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at creativetomultiply.com. Very much created, the number two, multiply.com. Oh, and you know your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go, okay? Now I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Later.